Hey there, everybody, and welcome to Honorable Mentions, the official podcast of the Shackles Honors College at Mississippi State University. I am, as always, Wade Leonard, the outreach coordinator here at the Honors College, and today we've got a really special episode because we want to tell you about something exciting that we have at the Honors College, and joining me first, she is a professor of theater here at the university. She is actually the longest serving faculty member within the Honors College and she is responsible each year for putting together a production within Honors. But as everything else has been, it's been a weird year and so I'm so happy to have Dr. Donna Clevenger here today to talk to me a little bit about this exciting announcement that we have. How are you doing Dr. Clevenger? Well I am doing just fantastic Wade and I thank you so very much for asking myself and and my wonderful students to contribute to your podcast today. Yes, I must say that I was quite disappointed earlier this semester when we had to postpone uh, Classical Week, which always came with a classical production. But I really wanted to do something theatrical for the students at Honors particularly those students that were coming in for the first time. They knew nothing about Classical Week. They knew nothing about the shows we did. But I wanted to offer them something. And so, da-da-da-da, we are going to be doing a radio drama. That's right. It's right. A Halloween Feast with Seneca's Oedipus. Still trying to capture the classical theme, uh, mixing it in with those popular radio dramas of the 1920s and 30s and 40s to make a, I must say, a pretty wonderful performance from our honor students. That's really great. And there's a couple of things that we talked that you, you mentioned a, a moment ago that I'd, I'd like, you know, for those who are not aware of them, explain a little bit. What is Classical Week and what do you mean by this production? What, what, what kind of production are, are we talking about that we usually do here in the Honors College? Well, we usually do a classical play, a classical play, comedies and dramas of, of the Greek and Roman periods. And uh, we usually bring in a speaker as well that week. And we have an outdoor performance as if it was performed outdoors back in the early days and we have uh, auditions and we have rehearsals and we have our student players in costumes and we we bring alive those wonderful plays written so so many centuries ago um, and these are performed by by students and i assume they're all theater majors the ones no, who are performing not, we have our honor students who come from a wide variety of majors on campus and they audition, and they uh, some for the very first time audition to perform in our honors productions. We have 18 honor students that participated in the radio drama, either on stage as characters or, as we say, backstage in a production staff role. Well, that's remarkable. And um, I know you've got to go soon, and we're about to talk to some yes. students who are actually in the in the production. Yes. Um, but when will people be able to, to hear this, and how can they how can they get to it? Your listeners can listen to this wonderful a Halloween feast with Seneca's Oedipus on Monday the twenty sixth on our honors web page. You will see it. You will also have a list 
of the students that were in the production and students on the production staff, as well as other individuals that contributed to the production as well. And it's also going to be broadcast, unless I'm mistaken. Yes. Mississippi State's own radio station is going to be broadcasting our radio drama. I believe it's at uh, 7 o'clock on Thursday, the 29th, and Saturday night, the 31st, (laughs) at 9 o'clock. So you can tune in both places and hear our wonderful honor students. Well, Dr. Clevenger, thank you for for everything you do for our students. Thank you for your service to the Honors College. We're going to take a quick break, everybody. And when we come back, we'll talk to three students who are actually responsible for putting the play that Dr. Clevenger has been speaking about together. And as she said, for those who are interested, you can catch it on our website at honors.msstate.edu. From the website, it will be on this podcast as well. You'll be able to hear it on 91.1 WMSV at Mississippi State on Thursday and uh, Saturday of next week. So please check it out. It's a pretty remarkable production these students did. And um, from the small part that I played, I was extremely impressed that none of them ever done anything like this before and yet they managed to pull it off somehow so thanks again dr clevenger and we'll talk to you again soon thank you bravo way bravo we'll be back in just a minute welcome back everybody to honorable mentions the official podcast of the shackles honors college here at mississippi state university it's me i'm wade when we left we left with dr donna clevenger who is a theater professor here in the honors college and we were talking about a radio drama uh seneca's oedipus that you can check out starting next week and to talk a little bit more about that we've got three students who are actually responsible for putting the things together joining me right now i've got peyton anderson from houston texas i've got rj rutherford from new albany mississippi and caitlin woodard from paducah kentucky did i get that right yes, first sir. time mm-hmm. excellent i feel really good how are you guys doing pretty pretty good i must say doing good doing good yeah i'm doing very well so are we excited about the play Oh, most definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm confused because we're talking about a play, right? Um, but this is an honors college. What's that business all about? Are, are you guys all theater majors, I assume? No. 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 Oh, no. RJ, what are you majoring in? <laughs> I'm majoring in chemistry with a concentration in pre-pharmacy. Okay. Peyton? Uh, I'm double majoring in animal and dairy science and food science, nutrition, and health promotion. Kaylin? Uh, I'm a chemical engineering major with a focus in research and development. All right, rewind for just a second, because I thought this was a classical Greek play about Oedipus that we did for a radio show, and you're telling me that you guys aren't majoring in anything associated with that? No, sir. No, sir, not at all. (laughs) Well, now I am confused. So, RJ, why don't you tell me what got you interested in in, in taking part in this? Uh, Well, as far as getting me... I've always been interested in theater. Ever since I started high school and the option of theater was open to me, I hopped on it. I was instantly intrigued, and I just, I've just i stuck with it ever since high school. I've done it all four years of high school. I've done musicals. I've done plays. And when I got to college and I learned that there was this um, going on in the Honors College, and, you know, I've of course I wanted to jump on and, immediately be a part of it I wasn't able to do it in my freshman year so I was upset but when the opportunity for a radio drama was open I 
wanted to immediately do it. I didn't care what it was. <laughs> I just wanted to do it. It's always been a passion of mine, even though it's not the major that I you know, want to pursue. It is something uh, that I am passionate about. Well, you got a voice for it, buddy. Oh, you really, really do. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, Peyton, what about you? Well, uh, this is kind of my creative outlet ever since my freshman year uh, of college. I just kind of wanted to branch out, try something I'd never done before. And uh, Dr. Donna Clevenger was putting on a, a classical Greek production. And I was like, I've never done anything ever remotely like that. But I wanted to give it a shot. And I've stuck with it since. And this is now my third production through the Honors College that I've been a part of. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And what about you, Caitlin? Um, well, I've been interested in theater probably for three or four years now. Um, uh, and I had some trouble getting involved in Paducah. Um, it, a lot of the people involved in theater there were from like elementary school. So it was very intimidating and difficult to get involved. So once I came here, I knew I wanted to at least put the effort forth. And um, getting involved in an honors college theater production was far less intimidating than a theater production, um, especially since Dr. Clevenger has always stressed that, like, you don't have to be a theater major to be involved. She's open to everyone. Right. Um, and it turns out honors college students can be good at a lot of different things, right? It turns out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so am I correct in assuming that all you guys have been involved in productions that we've done in the past? This is actually my first time being a part of a production. This is your first time, RJ, but you two, you guys have done it in the past. Yes, well, could you, you could you all talk to me a little bit about how this experience with COVID has been different than what we've done in the, than what we've been able to do in the past? I know for me, this has been a really different experience just time-wise. The, the effort that goes into it is definitely a lot different from the effort going into a live performance. Uh, for me as an actor, what goes into it is more about training with your voice and pronunciation, enunciation, whereas a lot more time and effort would have gone into, say, blocking or where you're supposed to be and when on a live performance and also memorizing lines. That was very different for me personally. How about you, Galen? Um, well, last year I was involved, um, I've only ever been involved in production, so last year I was the costumer, so that was not an option this year. Um, I would say just witnessing it from the side of production that the a huge difference has been um, the focus because of there was a huge focus and push in a short amount of time. Um, essentially, once we started rehearsal, we knew the end goal. We didn't have to consider things like blocking. We didn't have to consider like costuming all the only big difference that came at the end was the tech rehearsal so it was just different having that centered focus of like what we're doing right now is the same thing we're going to be doing the day of the performance from day one okay and rj you um play my favorite role in the play you are laius right yes sir uh when you're you're a ghost yes sir as, as i as i understand it how did you get ready to perform the role of Scary Ghost Man? And uh, what did you what did you think about the experience of doing it? The experience was definitely um, it was interesting for me. It was definitely a new take on uh, a character that you know I'm used to portraying on stage, but now I have to just provide the voice for it. But to prepare for it, it was just it's simply just um, the way I prepare for it. I prepare for it like I'm going on stage and, you know, 
of course I have to I make eye contact with somebody in the room I have to kind of dig deep into finding this uh I guess this you know to a lower register but also maintaining that raspy type of uh raspy type of voice to maintain yes because I am playing a ghost a uh, spirit is so I have to kind of have that spirit-esque type of inflection on my voice it was definitely interesting I've had to you know do vocal rest for a couple a couple of days because you know of course Dr. Clevenger always tells us to give it our all and when I give it all in rehearsals it does it is kind of it kind of affects my voice a little bit but you know is but it was definitely a very interesting experience, and I I enjoyed it a lot. I had the chance to uh, to take this home and listen to it, and my eight year eight year old son's totally scared of you now. So good job there. Um, and uh, Peyton, you are a chorus member, right? Yes. This is a this is an ancient play. Can you explain to me what it means to be a chorus member? It's not what people would think. Do you, is that correct? It's definitely not. There is no singing involved whatsoever. Uh, not the traditional kind of chorus that people think of nowadays it, a chorus is we basically represent the city of Thebes the citizens themselves you know because this is supposed to represent you know the actual city and turmoil going on with its citizens uh, and how the royalty at the time Oedipus and so on uh, how their lives affect our lives as citizens and so it's a really interesting part to play. So it's almost like a like a narration type role. Is that correct? To let everybody in the audience know what's going on, but more than you know, a simple narration. There's obviously some poetry to it in there too. Correct? Yeah, I think we're the main source of poetry, in my opinion. We're where kind of the theme just gets punched right into the audience's face. Uh, if I can say that. Yeah, you can say that. That's okay. <laughs> we're we're there to. Tell you how to feel, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Tell you what's going on and how it is affecting us, but more so how it should affect the audience. And we've been dancing around it, but Caitlin, uh, you're the assistant director, which kind of means this is your baby, right? A little bit, yeah. And and, and so what I'd like you to do is as briefly as you can, (laughs) um, for those who may not be aware, what is this Oedipus thing anyway, and why is it spelled with an O at the front? Um, well, it's because it's a Greek name, and obviously we don't follow Greek naming traditions anymore. Unfortunately, it would make spelling even more fun. Um, but Oedipus covers a story of the title character Oedipus, who, when he was born, had a prophecy told about him that he would kill his father and marry his mother. And to avoid this, um, depending on the version you're reading, he is either given away to another family or left to die and then found and given to another family. In the case of Seneca's Oedipus, it's a neighboring kingdom. In the case of um, Sophocles' Oedipus, it's a more humble people. Um, But either way, he eventually at one point goes off in his life and uh, kills his father accidentally without knowing, and then comes to the city of Thebes, um, who is currently being overrun by the Sphinx, uh, who are killing the citizens. Um, the course members mention that um, in the very opening of the like play. Like the monster, the Sphinx, The right? monster, the okay. Sphinx, yes. And um, he defeats the Sphinx, and because of that, he becomes the king of Thebes. And the queen of Thebes, Jocasta, is a widow now. Uh-oh. And they get married, unfortunately. And at the point of Seneca's Oedipus, we're now picking up where... Um, 
the the people of Thebes, there's a there's a plague coming through the city again. Um, uh, as it's implied, a form of divine punishment for the actions of someone in Thebes, and we find out throughout the play that it's Oedipus and fulfilling his prophecy. And you don't spoil anything else, right? But for those of you who've never heard of Oedipus, spoiler alert, uh, it gets gross there at the end, doesn't it? It does. It gets very And it's a very happy story at the end, isn't it? No. No, no, no one's going to agree with you on that one. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, it, it, but but what's amazing about it is how well you guys did. And I never thought of Oedipus as a Halloween type story, but it totally is, isn't it? Okay. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. <laughs> you bring in divination, ghosts, uh a lot of gore a lot of gore uh-huh. and it's, it's it's not for the faint-hearted definitely not animal sacrifice <laughs> animal sacrifice oh well God. i think that's why she chose seneca's oedipus because you um peyton's first play was sophocles Oedipus. oedipus. so i have i've performed in both uh versions of oedipus okay and, and which who, who, who is this seneca person anyway uh he's a roman poet and playwright okay um there were a lot of those and he was just one of them who uh, adapted the story of Oedipus and some of his other works. And it's now been published and recreated and redone and saved through time the same way like... Homer. Homer, Homer thank mm-hmm. you. Similar, thank you so much. Similar to Homer. <laughs> okay, okay. And RJ, throughout the production, um, what was your favorite part or what was the part that you found most interesting about it? I thought it was my part. <laughs> I think it was no, your part I'm just, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just messing around. Uh, I guess my favorite part of the entire production, um, I would probably say it was when uh, was it when Ty- Tiresias, when Tiresias the blind prophet, he came and he um, basically he shed some light to Oedipus on. Um, who Laius's murderer is, and as well as Manto coming in as what being uh, his father's guide because Tiresias is blind, and of course that's when the gore comes in. <laughs> Even though it is kind of unsettling to hear throughout, with uh, having to go through like a sacrifice and all uh, different types of things to discover the true meaning behind Laius's uh, death. Um, it was still interesting to watch and watching all the characters come together and to just interact with each other and not only just simply with their voices it's truly amazing i think so and uh because i've gotten here so i can actually say that for 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 real um something i wonder if you guys have thought about is while we have done you know shows in the past they've been theatrical productions you're performing in front of an audience and i understand that's kind of sad that you don't get to do that but you do realize that potentially anybody in the world is going to be able to hear this right which means that your audience could be a lot bigger than what you're used to does that make you nervous or excited well it makes me incredibly excited because they're not listening to me (laughs) I'm I'm excited uh, to have people all around the world who know my voice and know somewhat who I am. It's it's interesting to think about. So if I ever think about traveling uh, out the country one day, just happen to see somebody like, hey, you're the guy who played the voice of a dead ghost. I said, yes, that's me. (laughs) 
Well, that's great, y'all. Um, it's going to be released on October the 26th. That's Monday on the Honors College website and on this podcast. But it will also be broadcast by 91.1 WMSV on Thursday of next week and on Saturday, Halloween night at WMSV 91.1. You can check it out there or you can check it out wherever you get podcasts. Uh, guys, I am super proud of you. You've done a remarkable thing, um, and it kind of speaks to the nature of the Honors College, that you're adding something to your resume that, while it may not necessarily seem like it makes a lot of sense, will help you out along the way sometime. Yes. Anybody have anything you want to say before we go? I don't know. Just thank you for this opportunity. Just... No, thank you. I mean, thank you for coming and talking to me in this weird room today. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Guys, uh, if you ever want to talk to me again, I am on Zoom every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm there to answer any questions that you have about the Shackles Honors College. You can find links to register for that by going to honors.msstate.edu. That's honors.msstate.edu. Or just go to the Honors College Facebook page and click on the link there. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Six feet apart. All that stuff. And we'll see you next time. Say bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.